Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. So my guest today is Ed Kerwin, who created his programme Empathy Week in 2020. Now, before he started Empathy Week, Ed was a science teacher working in North London for three years. And he also worked as head of department and was the basketball coach at the school. Ed also travelled abroad making films in Mexico and India. And the stories that he filmed provided him with the inspiration that he needed to create the stories used in Empathy Week. Ed is so passionate about empathy and it really shines through in our chat. So let's just get to it. So Ed, welcome to the Teachers Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. So let's just dive straight in. Uh, we've had mm. a little bit of a conversation already about empathy and um, I'm really intrigued about what you're going to say. Um, so Empathy Week is your thing. Can you describe firstly what it is, but secondly, what does Empathy Week look like in a school? Yeah, so em- Empathy Week is a whole school programme that's film-based and designed to um, help teachers save time as well and um, develop the skill of empathy and leadership in students. And what it looks like is essentially every year we develop um, five films of five different humans' lives and we incorporate some lesson resources, assembly resources and even empathy action project resources around the the week. Um, And we deliver it in a way that is structured but also flexible for schools to deliver in their own way previously as as teachers and and my team as teachers ourselves we understand that every school has a slightly different timetable you're in a different community you have different kids different needs and you need to have something that's flexible and so what empathy week can look like in a school can be can be different from school to school some schools will watch um, a film a day during empathy week and they'll dedicate a lot of time maybe even an hour and do a lesson around it as well. Other schools will just watch the film in the morning, have a quick reflection question. Um, Other schools might run Empathy Week over five weeks. They might watch a film per week and use it as a focus of the week and and tie it in with their own values and and things that they're doing in school, whether that's charity events or other things. And really what we're trying to do is, is provide a platform for this discussion to take place. Sometimes teachers say, well, why don't you just you know, create it as a pack that can be downloaded at any time. And to be honest, it can be after February, it can be downloaded and you can use it at any time. But it's that having that focus in, in the middle of the kind of academic year, which allows students to to go to, to think about empathy and think about other people and really try and understand someone that might be different from themselves. But also for a lot of students, see someone that represents them and have an opportunity to say, hang on, actually, that's that's a little bit like me. And what we tend to then see from the couple of years that we've run it is that you're not just developing empathy for the person that's in the film and learning about a new uh, person's experiences, but you start to see students start talking about their own experiences and building empathy between each other mm. and between the classroom and building that that trust and and yeah rapport amongst amongst students. 
Yeah, yeah, I love that because I was I was wondering where it was going in terms of you know it's great to 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 build empathy by I suppose looking somewhere else, but how do we then bring it back? Because um, we were just having a chat before we started that mm. it seems, doesn't it? Like empathy is a skill that we can all build, but some people find it easier than other people. And I wonder whether part of that is the experiences that we're exposed to in life, or maybe the way our parents are empathetic. I don't know. Yeah, hundred percent. I think if, and this is maybe the issue with the pandemic at the moment, is we have varying levels now of students who have not have had interaction with other other kids. Um, I someone sent me something the other day. It was a table, and it just showed the school years that children are in now, and then the last year that mm. they were in a school year that was undisturbed. And so, you know, on my background, yeah. secondary teacher, so I looked at the pe- the kids that were in year 11 now, the last time they had a normal school year was when they were in year eight. That is crazy. Yeah. That is that is really, that yeah. puts a lot of things in perspective. And if you're thinking about socializing yeah. and some of these kids don't have siblings, so they've, they've been locked down at home with maybe mum or dad and no, no other siblings and no interaction with other young people. And then even if they do have siblings, it's like, you know, Sometimes siblings don't get on and they're not exposed to other people. And, and really one of the ways to develop empathy is exposure to other people and other experiences and listening mm. and understanding them, yeah. which is which is why the films are so powerful and films are, are, are scientifically shown to, to help develop empathy. It's because we're being exposed to something that is outside of our sphere of influence currently or outside of our bubble. And if you can, if you can do that with your students, that's why school trips are so impactful as well. And kind of on the decline in a lot of schools but if you can get your students out to museums or experiences that they they just see the world in another way and the more and more you can do that the more and more receptive of other cultures other beliefs other opinions and you don't have to necessarily agree with someone else it's just about understanding Mm -hmm. another point of view and that is what i believe and, and is missing in the world at the moment is is this element of I can disagree with you and still be friends or I can disagree with you and still be civil. And we're we're Mm. in a position where we need to develop that skill of empathy. And one of the, one of the ways that we're trying to do it as an organization is, is through the power of film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think, you know, I suppose really during the pandemic, I mean, we've all got a part to play, haven't we? So parents will play a part and, I suppose really it depends on a parent's experiences um, as to how empathetic they are, but also you can be empathetic in certain situations, but maybe not other situations. So I suppose that's why it's helpful as well to kind of widen that. And I think, you know, you can go one of two ways in the pandemic. You can either go, right, okay, this is difficult for us. We're just going to come insular and focus on us in our family and we're not worrying about the outside world. Or you could go the other way and go, oh my word, there's so much more to be empathetic about and we'll go find out these things. So I suppose really, you're kind of going to get such a, a vast array of, not mess, but differ- differences um, mm. in, in people's exposure as well. So oh, I love this conversation. Um, okay, so you kind of touched on this already, but why is it so important that we teach children about empathy? Mm, I think as adults listening to this, we want to work with empathetic people. And I think if you look at school, a lot of people listening will have, have seen um, Sir Ken Robinson's 
late Ken Robinson's TED Talk about creativity. Uh, and it's the most watched TED Talk of all time. And he says, in, in, there's a line that he says in there saying, what is the purpose of school? And ultimately the purpose of school is to prepare young people for the future that they're going to go into. But the problem is we don't know what the future holds. And that's his argument for, for creativity. And ultimately that's my argument for developing the skill of empathy. We don't know what's going to happen in the world. COVID's shown us that. We've prepared students for exams their whole life, even from primary school all the way up, and then COVID cancels them. So they're left without a feeling of accomplishment or, you know, bookending their school years and, you know, what is life? And then if we're not focusing on, and I believe we're not doing enough in education to focus on life skills, those skills that actually allow us to develop connections with other humans, and especially in a world that's becoming more digitalized and more connected. So you're more likely to work with someone from another country who might not speak your language as well as you. If we're not developing that skill of empathy, we're actually putting our students at a disadvantage in later life to get better jobs, to also be, I always make the argument for personal as well as professional well-being. Em empathy is not just for other people, it's also for yourself. And I'm not talking about empathy here as self-love, I'm talking about it as an understanding. In our, in our programme, we have a film and then there's a short kind of lesson or assembly version around the film. But then we also have two lessons that attach to that film. One of them is based around empathy for yourself and the other is empathy for others. And what the empathy for yourself is, empathy for others is quite obvious. Empathy for yourself self is, is maybe not as obvious. But what we talk about there is actually you're, t you're understanding your own cultural lens. For me, that means being white, British, male, born in the UK, straight. Mm -hmm. I, I have to recognise that when I talk to other people, I have such privilege in my position. It doesn't mean that I don't have hard times and I don't struggle like the rest of people, but it means I have to recognise that I have privilege. And the way that I see a situation, or even in the way I experience a situation, even if it's the same thing, will be different because of the way that I see the world. And so it's about like unconscious bias and just being rec recognising that no matter what, you know, it's when people say, I don't see colour. It, it, it's, it's not true, you do. It's, it's how you react to it and it's how you engage with it. And actually, for people that say, I do see colour. And how much you're willing to learn as well. It, for yeah. me, it's always, it's always, well, what else can I learn? Yeah, absolutely. And if you're saying you don't see, you know, in terms of racism or the Black Lives Matter movement and things, by saying you don't see colour, you're actually doing a disservice to the experiences of someone else and you're not actually willing to mm -hmm. listen because you think that everything's the same for everyone. So it's it's just about recognizing yeah. that, and it's not about being overly woke and and all these things. It's just about being like, actually, my experiences are different, and I think that's just the best way to explain empathy and and self self empathy to everyone is that just know that you, your experiences are completely different to everyone else's. Even for me, if I I meet another white yeah. straight male who's born in the UK, my experiences are still completely different than his. Yeah. Um, it's just about recognizing that. I think it, part of it is teaching people to have an open mind. Not an open mind in a way where you're like, I, I'm thinking some, of somebody in my family who's a good example. Like, oh, they don't want to try anything that's what they don't know um, in terms of food. So obviously it's not just about food, but just being open to the fact that 
A, somebody else might like that, or you don't have to kind of go down that road. You just have to find out about it and try and understand it. Um, it's it's very much just trying to broaden your experiences in some ways, and I suppose it naturally kind of comes from that just by being willing to find out. Yeah, I, I think it's like that comfort zone circle model, right? Everyone's got their comfort zone. I feel like everyone's got their empathy zone where they feel safe and they understand what's going on. And you just need to really focus on how can you expand that? And the difficulty with developing empathy as a skill is that it takes time and effort. And the time element, I think, is the real one where it's actually you have to have time to properly listen to someone. Um, So ask them questions, be curious um, in a way that you know, you're willing, like you're saying, willing to learn. And the problem is we, we live in such a time poor um, environment. You know, teachers are some of the most time poor people in the world. Um, and yeah. schools are really constrained for time, which which is actually one of the issues we have with Empathy Week is that teachers are just, they think it's, they look at it, they go, it's amazing. We don't have time or it's just something new on our plate. And I can completely get that, especially during COVID. It's like, you just need to focus on, what you need to do right now, Maths. and you can come to that later. <laughs> yeah. um, but but t- time is a time is something that I think yeah everyone struggles with, but especially teachers and, and educators. And in the classroom, you're thinking right, I've got this to do and that to do, and everything takes longer than you think it will. And it's just if we can create, you know, our definition of empathy is that it's about underst- understanding someone else and giving them the space and the time whilst reserving judgment for them to be their authentic self and you know if if we can if we can create that space for a young child to feel like they're seen and heard and their opinion is valued that that's that's the skill of empathy being able to to do that and if you can do that you're going to create a classroom of trust where students want to learn attendance goes up behavior increases and ultimately you have greater success with your classroom that is the power of empathy and and why empathy as a skill because empathy is the skill that underpins all the other ones so we talk about leadership and we want our kids to be creative and we want them to work in teams we want them to communicate we want them to listen all of those fall apart to nothing without the skill of empathy in, in, in embedded and it's now i believe that empathy is going to be the word of this decade a bit like leadership has been in the past decade or two because without without empathy, especially in this world that's like I say is becoming more connected digitally, twenty years ago you couldn't log onto your phone and see someone fleeing a war torn country whilst they're being shot at. That that wasn't that wasn't available. Now you can see and we're being exposed to atrocities in a way that just with a click of a button and just randomly going on, and it's overwhelming. But it also it's it's also brilliant in the sense that. It's bringing injustices to the surface that we previously didn't ignore, but just weren't shown to us. Um, and I think that's why mm. there's a there's an overwhelm and people think there's an empathy deficit. I actually argue that the deficit is just brought on by the fact there's an increase in technology and an increase in connectedness across cultures that previously didn't mix as much as they now do. But we have to now work to do that. We have to now work to actually accept that diversity is a great thing um, and there's differences in opinion, but that's where empathy comes in to like bridge that bridge that divide and mean that we can work together and live in harmony. Yeah, I also think like 
the the word that you said that really just jumps out at me that I think you know we all need to work on is judgment, especially in teaching. Mm-hmm. There is you know it's, it's a culture of judgment, but also feeling judged, and I think. It is about coming to the table and not judging, but it's also from the other side of coming to the table and not expecting to be judged or not creating judgment in your mind and kind of taking that. And I, as you were talking, I just think it's interesting, isn't it? Because, yeah, we, we absolutely need to um, look at this and it's important you know, for students to really kind of grasp these skills. But if you step back and look, what kind of empathy is given to teachers right now? You know, that whole understanding of, oh, teachers have no time. But actually, a lot of a lot of society don't understand that. They don't empathise with what, what mm. kind of job it is. And um, I just think, obviously, that's not, you know, an excuse. But I think that is something interesting to, to bring up because what we're saying is we've really got to help our students to develop a skill that we're not being afforded ourselves from other people. Yeah, it's, and I've still got a lot of friends that are teachers and speak to teachers daily. And it's something actually like we, we're doing on Twitter and the theme for Empathy Week this year is my passion, my purpose. And we've actually asked teachers to send in what their passion and purpose is. And we, we're reposting it and, and tweeting about it to try and, show people that aren't teachers that maybe follow us look look what they do look what these people are doing giving their time to and mm. it frustrates me um that you know i think the nhs is is brilliant and amazing deserves all the applause they get but there was absolutely no recognition for teachers during the pandemic and the lockdowns mm. because the assumption was that oh school kids aren't at school so therefore teachers aren't doing anything and they're having a, a jolly and actually they're working twice as hard if not all hours of the day, trying to juggle the kids that were in school with then yeah. having to be in school some days to then setting online work to then kids not having online provision. Absolute nightmare. And I think that there's a real need for, a real need to talk up teaching and to, to make it a profession like it is in other countries that's seen with the same level of respect as doctors, uh, lawyers and, and professions like that because it is such a vocational, dedicated way of living your life and until yeah. we do that there's gonna you know I had, used to have students that said you know how can you became a teacher sir can you not you know couldn't do anything else sort of thing and you just think hang on yeah. I've got two degrees and then a teaching qualification you know you have to do lots to lots to get into this position of teaching and that there's definitely something there around we need to work on creating some empathy for for teachers and and the profession of education because it is holding holding back what could be you know a really really amazing profession for a lot of people and i'm i'm one of the statistics of the people that left because of the pressure because of all the stuff that i that i hated you know i want to work with the kids i don't want to fill in loads of reports and just make sure that there's some red pen on every page to show it's been marked what pointless exercise marking is unless it's a test result and obviously you need the Mm -hmm. test score but marking pointless result i'd rather spend 10 seconds saying to you know jimmy on the corner jimmy i really like this great creativity but you could actually just check your spelling in this and if you need help you can come and see me after that is worth more Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And that's a terrible bit of feedback, but <laughs> making it up on the spot. Yeah. That is worth it's more like, to that child yeah, than a, a piece of red child. pen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and and they listen to your voice as well. I think right. I'm going to bring this back because we've got an, got off on a tangent. One thing I just wanted to say is what makes it harder is there was there wasn't really empathy for teachers in the beginning, and they weren't understood, and then it's just being made harder, which kind of doesn't help. But why are you so passionate then about empathy and ensuring ensuring that children leave school with this as a skill? Yeah, I think it brings back to the point that I said about we're preparing students for, for life that and, and we want them to be successful and we want them to be global citizens. We want them to come into society and play their role as a good citizen that wants to help other people, that says thank you in a coffee shop, that has manners, that mm. helps their community. And, and again, a skill that underpins that nature of being a citizen and being um, a good member of society is empathy. And Empathy Week is, is the d- design of it is that if you take a child from five years old to 18 and they take part in Empathy Week every year of their school life, by the time they leave, they'll have watched 65 different life people, 65 different people's life stories. And, you know, I'm about to go to Nepal, fingers crossed, um, in less than a month's time to go uh, to be with some Nepalese schools, but also film for Empathy Week 2023. And the idea is that every year we go to a different country and we and we film and then oh, when they come countries into the, have you been to so far so india which i was filming in 2019 and then because of the pandemic the past two years of being both the uk so right okay nepal is the next one and then i think we're going to probably maybe go to mexico for 2024 i don't know uh we'll find out but we're, we're building more, more connections swaziland is it mate have you been look, look into swaziland yes Yes, and that would be really good. Um, so we stayed in an orphanage there and all of the children, uh, basically, um, they were in there because their parents had, had died of AIDS. And it mm. was really, it, it was it was really sad because there the, the were um, children there. I mean, there was a 14-year-old boy and he was absolutely amazing. And I think a few years after we left, he died as well. And just to, to try and think about what that must be like um because over there i think i think the i mean this information is 10 years old but there's four different kinds of um drugs and you can put different combinations together but they only have access to two so i think you've only got the one combination so once that stops working it stops working and um but yeah so that would be a great mm-hmm. place to to find out some stories um just about different life and and being open to different things because you know I, I've I've brought the thing that you should um kind of feel sorry about but there's so much there as well that's amazing um 100%. because empathy isn't just about you know the bad stuff is it it's also about the good stuff and and looking at different things that you could bring into your life what can you learn yeah I, I think about creating empathy so that you know, as a child, your friend gets a better test score than you and you can still be happy for them and still and still understand how much that mm. means to them as a benefit. You know, this is, again, coming back to that concept of, you know, if you watch 65 different live people's stories and you, you then leave school having experienced someone who's 
from a different religion, culture, ethnicity, background. Maybe they're from the same area as you, but they have different beliefs. And you don't have, again, you don't have to agree with them, but you can then work and get alongside them. And I think a lot of the issues that we see in society stem from a, just a lack of understanding and a lack of the skill to empathise. And what that means is is the lack of, uh, you know, not being able to have difficult conversations. And I think that's a dangerous thing, especially yeah. now in the world of uh, sitting behind a screen and being able to say whatever you want. But when it comes to face-to-face, young people find it hard to have difficult conversations to say, you know, look, I actually disagree with you or I didn't like the way that you acted um, and you can't change that, but I want to understand why you did act like that. And I think that's what we need to move forward to. And there's plenty of adults out there that, that lack empathy. And I would even argue that as, as we get older, we become even more opinionated and, and stronger in our beliefs and, and what we think and less likely to change. Oh, yes, and there's really. A, there's a real need for, for developing empathy. You know, we worked with a couple of corporates and again, empathy is needed for agreeing as well as it is disagreeing. Say you're in a school as a teacher mm. and okay, we we all decide to do the same thing and everyone goes, yes, 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 great idea, agree. But further down the line, we realised that we didn't actually ask why we we're all agreeing and we didn't understand the reasons for that. And actually something breaks down and we realise that we all had different reasons or all different ideas in our heads as to what we thought was happening. But because we just agreed, it, it happened. And the same with disagreements, disagreements and agreements, they both kind of stop conversations. Because as soon as you agree, you go, great, let's move on. And if you disagree and you just can't find a thing, you just go, okay, well, let's agree to disagree. But you don't necessarily understand what's going on. And if we can just get through maybe the discomfort um, through through empathy and just be like, no, I actually really want to understand. As a teacher, it was I didn't call it empathy and I didn't realise it was empathy at the time. But if I did send a, a child out to, and I was a secondary teacher, but if I sent a child out to just cool down, I would say to them, look, you know, you can't hit hit that person and I can't excuse that behaviour, but why? What's happening? What's happening at home? Have you had breakfast? Mm. How did you get to school this morning? Why haven't you done your homework? What's, you know, what is, ha- what is happening in your life? And every single time, every single time there was a reason. Didn't excuse the behaviour, mm. you know, the punishment was still there. If you've done something wrong, you know, you have to do your time or or come back and help out or whatever it is but the next time I actually can speak to that student in a way that I'm not getting frustrated that I'm there as a support and it just made my classrooms so much calmer so much easier I would get more homework from students I'd get them wanting to do better and it just came from you know okay I know that that young lad has one has one parent at home his mum He's got two younger brothers and every day after school he has to pick them up and then make them dinner. And then his mum goes out to her second job. Like, no wonder he hasn't done his homework mm. or he's copied it from Wikipedia. You know? It's it's yeah. so what you I can do for him. You need time for himself, but you know, at that age, yeah. you need time for yourself. Yeah, you need time to be you know, he was like and that was a that was a true story. He was like fourteen. It's like fourteen. And then I think back to what when I was fourteen my mum was a childminder, so she looked after the kids, but she was always at home. So I had my mum at home all mm. the time to look after, you know, I'd come in, there'd be a snack on the table. I, was like, I didn't know I was living the dream, but I did when I was teaching. Yeah, I realised yeah. that, you know, the kids, most of the kids <laughs> that I taught didn't have yeah. that. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you're a teacher listening and you found this uh, conversation about everything really interesting. What um, ideas can you give them? What actionable steps could um, somebody listening right now take out to, to move their class forward in empathy? Yeah, I think the first thing is how can you give your students a great opportunity to talk about their own lives? Because I think that's the first thing. And that could be a post-it note. It could be five minutes in the morning, uh, what was the best thing about last night and what was the worst thing about last night? Or you could do it anonymously. You could ask them about what they're looking forward to. Just start giving them opportunities to to talk more or express themselves more because that allows you to understand more about them. And I think the second thing is also as a teacher, with whatever age group, you know, we're living in the time of, I think, authenticity. And yes, there's that teacher-student divide. But if you can show a little bit more of your life and talk a little bit more about your feelings and how you regulate your emotions or things that maybe upset you and things that maybe made you happy, that's going to model, you know, we know how effective modeling is as a teacher. That's gonna model the behavior that it's okay to speak about these emotions, that it's okay to feel negative about things. It doesn't mean you're depressed if you just have one negative thought, that you, you have these various emotions. Other things are just trips and videos and books anything that exposes young people or anyone to another thought or another way of life um, that's beyond their 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 comfort zone beyond their bubble or of, of their community over time this is the thing about empathy it's not you know even I say with empathy week it's not great we did empathy week we're all empathetic and we can show Ofsted we're all empathetic it's not that at all it's it's mm. the dedication and commitment to say that we are committed to expanding the horizons of our students so that they will be good citizens no matter where they are in the world. And that that's the the, perp- the the long game of Empathy Week is, is like I said, it's the 65 films. It's not the five films in one week you leave, great, fantastic. It's the ability to dedicate yourself to how can we have these small touch points where we can expose our students. And we do that, We you know, as a teacher or as a previous teacher, I don't want to... You know patronize people that are already doing this i know that teachers are already doing this empathy week is just another resource that's specifically made for for teachers in a way that the films are, are great and i think it's you know you might see something on tv or especially like popular culture and find something where a celebrity speaks about something use that in an assembly and question it and don't be afraid to put questions out there that might be provocative in a way that kids might disagree with and be like great that's great you disagree and you think that and that's awesome actually harness these conversations and you don't need to be trained in a subject to do it either I think that's the important thing every teacher Mm. can can develop empathy by just focusing on how can I you know make them think in a way that they're actually yeah oh maybe that person does think that and why do they think that and then okay well I don't agree with it or I do agree with it and it it's just coming back to this small touch points. Reading's really uh, effective, um, especially fiction, um, and then also films and trips. I think, like I say, you know, we all. I remember. What do I remember from school? That day that was special because we got to go and see something. And I might have been a bit bored staring through a museum window, but even the bus journey and then seeing other people out there and learning what careers are out there and other jobs and being excited those are the sort of experiences that the more we can give young people the 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 more empathetic they're going to be and the more excited they're going to be to learn 
Super. Thank you. You've given so many ideas there. Um, when is Empathy Week? So this year, Empathy Week is from the 21st to the 25th of February. But really, we like to say it kicks off from the 21st because we are a global programme. I've had some schools in the UK say, oh, we're on half term then. And this year in particular, it's a really split half term. So don't worry if you are and you want to take part mm. because um, we try and make it as easy for teachers as possible, having been teachers ourselves. So one teacher from your school can sign up, download the resources, put them on an internal drive. And there's PowerPoint lessons there. We even create um, a letter to send out to parents that's pre-written that you can edit. Um, we create PowerPoints that you can also edit for, for your own internal use. We have a parent pack you can send out as a teacher pack. We have downloaded loadable certificates. There's loads of resources. And also, if you just want to just log on and, and watch one of the films or two of the films, you don't have to use it all. We want students and teachers to take part, obviously, but it's what you can do in, in your own time. And I think if, if this is your first year, go and see what it's about. Go onto our website, uh, which is empathy-week.com and you'll see the trailer. And um, yeah, you can take part anytime onwards from the 21st of February. And uh, we also have classroom projects for primary school and it is free for every state and government school across the world. So we do that through um, because we want to and because we think it's the, the right thing to do. Um, and we hope that you take part and send us a message if you want to be involved. Super, thank you. So. We know we've got empathyweek.com. Um, where else are you on socials? Yep, so we're on Twitter uh, at The Empathy Week. We're on Instagram at Empathy Week. Um, and we're on LinkedIn. We have an Empathy Week page as well. So you can find us on, on those socials. Twitter we're particularly active on. And you can see, again, our trailer will be a pinned tweet. So you can experience the five different films that are going to be shown this year, which range from... James, who's got Down syndrome, talking about how he's just an ordinary, an ordinary bloke in his own words. Lipper, who is a semi ex semi professional footballer who wears a hijab and talks about racism and sport and how she's trying to navigate that and now be an ambassador for for women in sport. We've got Courtney, who talks about mental health. We've got Quasi, who's actually an ex student of mine, who's a musician and a rapper and chasing his passion and doing whatever it takes to to get there. Um, and then, oh, I always forget when I when I label them off. I always forget one. I can't remember now. <laughs> I've forgotten. Don't kill me. But I I build such good relationship with chips with them. <laughs> um, Courtney, Lever, James, Quasi, and oh my gosh, it's completely gone from my head. And I and it's always one other person that I forget. So it's never it's never the same person. It's just. <laughs> someone just the person oh my gosh what great i mean i feel exactly the same i feel the pressure then i'm like oh my word i forget people's names when i start damn talking it, to damn them it, damn i haven't it, forgotten it's, it's it's the pressure sorry the last person <laughs> is that right, okay. is dammy who's who's an amazing amazing oh, young crazy. lady and she um both her parents were deported when she was younger and she stayed in the uk and she hasn't seen them wow. since and that's a really really powerful story yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Wow, I'm going to have to go watch that myself. Um, but thank you so much. This has been such a lovely chat. Really enjoyed it. Amazing. Thank you for, for having me on and listening to me talk everything about empathy. But yeah, I hope it inspires some some teachers. Yeah, I'm sure it absolutely will. Thank you. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets 
provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.